Today is October 30th, 2020, and you are listening to the Self-Protectorate Podcast. Self-Protectorate is the alternative to government. I am the verb, and today I'm going to be speaking about the upcoming election. I mean, I say upcoming, but the reality is that the general election has been underway since the very first ballot was cast. So really, it's been going on for several months, but it should peak on November 3rd. So if you haven't gotten out to vote yet, well, don't worry about it. There's plenty of time to stay home and not vote. Don't vote. I mean it. Don't vote. What's the point? Don't vote. You know, every election season, I always hear the same talking point, and regardless if you identify as a Republican or Democrat or Libertarian or Independent or any whatever else, right? Regardless of what party affiliation you have, and if you have an affiliation at all, that is. I mean, I don't. I don't have a party affiliation. I am completely independent. I view myself as independent, not an independent, just independent. You always hear the same, the same thing every election season. Get out and vote. How many celebrities do we need to really tell us to get out and vote? How many politicians do we need to tell us get out and vote? Have you ever thought about why it is so important that you vote? Why is it so important to vote that politicians, our career criminals in charge, want us to vote? Is it because they want us to vote for them? Well, ideally, they want you, and I, and everyone to vote for them. But even if you don't vote for them, ultimately, they want you to vote, period. Even if it's not for them. Have you ever thought about that? Sounds kind of counterintuitive, doesn't it? But let me explain. Politicians want you to vote for them, but even if you don't vote for them, they want you to vote. This is because the existence of Western constitutional government hinges on this populist activity. If nobody votes in an election, then it's like the election never happened. And if elections don't happen, terms expire and seats are left empty. In other words, if we the people don't vote, then we are effectively placing a moratorium on corrupt government and state systems. Think of it as the ultimate form of protest. We're not playing your game anymore. If nobody votes, then the music stops and the house of cards comes tumbling down. Your government needs you to vote because without your vote, there is no legitimacy to the government. Without the vote of the people, the government is illegitimate, can be considered illegitimate. Every time you vote, you are supplying government with the legitimacy it needs to continue on. Even if it's totally corrupt and you think it's totally corrupt. You know, this is one of the great misnomers of our society, that we must vote. Because if we don't vote, well, apparently the wheels come off this thing known as the state. And the sky will fall, too. But seriously, have you ever thought about it? What happens if nobody votes in an election? Crickets. That's what happens. Crickets. Seriously, there would be a crisis! Oh, no! Crisis! Everybody just freak out! It's gonna be a crisis. Honestly, though, what would happen? What would happen if, let's say, only 5% of the voters actually voted during an election? Can the results be considered legitimate? Okay, look, I live in suburbia, Georgia, and right now there is a hot contest between David Perdue and John Ossoff. And by hot, I don't mean wearing bikinis at the beach kind of hot. I definitely wouldn't want to see either one of them in a bikini at the beach. Ugh. There is a hot contest between these two candidates, the incumbent and the, I don't know, what's the word? Non-incumbent? Let me tell you, I am so sick and tired of getting mailers for both of these dipwads and seeing all the ads on YouTube pop up all over my kids' cocomelon shows. You know what I've learned from these ads? Both David Perdue and John Awful, I mean Ossoff, both of these guys are corrupt. Seriously, though, isn't it terrible when you get to the polls and you are confronted with only having one choice? Corruption. It's corruption or it's corruption. Which one do you want? 
I hear people all the time say that they vote for the lesser of two evils. Well, in that case, you're voting for evil. You know, the lesser of two evils is still evil. It's like, what brand of corruption do you want? Do you want the red-flavored corruption? Or do you want the blue-flavored corruption? I hear it's in style now. Because either way, you're getting corruption. Seriously though, if these two guys were even trying to be honest, then their, then their slogans would go something like, Hi, I'm David Perdue, and I'm not as corrupt as John Ossoff. And John Ossoff would be like, Hi, I'm John Ossoff, and I'm not as corrupt as I could be. Oh, and by the way, I lied to your face, so you will vote for me. And this is the problem with our governmental system. It is designed so that politicians running in an election have to lie. They have to lie. You know that old saying, how can you tell when a politician is lying? Well, it's when their lips are moving, of course. I bring all this up because elections, like we have in the U.S. today, are simply rife with corruption, cheating, fraud, and abuse. Even with the election for U.S. president right now, it is going to be one of the most hotly contested elections. Uh, the results. The results are going to be hotly contested. We know full well going into November 3rd and beyond. Of course, then there's also part of the population that is naively being led to believe that there does not need to be an electoral college. I'm sorry, look, if there were no electoral college, then whatever political party was the most populous would always win off the popular vote. The electoral college, like it or not, was designed to help bring about fair elections among all the chaos that government elections cause. Elections in a self-protectorate, however, are different. First of all, in a self-protectorate, there is no legislature. There are no lawmakers, no Congress, no senators, and no representatives. The only state offices that are up for grabs are those found in the judicial branch and the executive branch. Also, these offices have definite term limits of only one term. That's all. That's it, folks. That's all, folks. Only one term. No more than that. The word incumbent does not exist in a self-protectorate. In a self-protectorate, there are popular elections, but the elections are just part of the overall selection. It is a selection system, not an election system. I mean, think about it for a minute. Just think about it, okay? CEOs, CFOs, COOs, and upper management of every Fortune 500 company, some of the most successful businesses on the planet, was the CEO elected? How about the CFO when they applied for the job? Did, did they have to go through an election process and get the popular vote in order to get the job? Or were they hired for the job undergoing a hiring process? It's the same thing with self-protectorate. It's a hiring process. It's a selection system. Political candidates often don't, in fact, I don't even believe they have to go through a background check. I mean, no background checks required for political candidates. No lie detector test. No credit check. Uh, these, these are some of the basic things that police officers must pass before being hired as a police officer. In the community, we trust that police officers have at least had a background check. But politicians don't even get that. Yet they have more authority, in many circumstances, than a police officer does. What kind of a backward system is this? In a government, even candidates with prior criminal convictions can run for office. These are convicted criminals. And yes, they are allowed to run for office. I mean, can you imagine a convicted criminal going through a hiring process for a Fortune 500 company? Do you think they would make it through without a background check? Probably not. Not likely. Yet that's exactly what happens in a governmental system with politicians and elections. There's no solid vetting process for these candidates. 
So in a cell protectorate, there is a selection process. First, the candidate must register to be on the ballot. The candidate must then submit a resume, and it will be posted for all the public to scrutinize. The candidate must then submit to a background check and a lie detector test. If the candidate has any felony criminal conviction or has any felony charges yet to be tried in court, they are automatically disqualified. The results of the lie detector test will be posted for the public to scrutinize. So to be fair, if the candidate fails or does poorly on the polygraph, it won't automatically disqualify them, but the public will definitely know about it. Next, the candidate will take an intelligence test. This is just to ensure that they will have the basic intelligence required to perform the tasks of the office they are seeking. There is no failure on the test, but again, just like with the polygraph, uh, the results of the test will be posted for the public to scrutinize. Uh, what was the name of the congressman that, uh, <laughs> by the way, there's a congressman who several years back um, gave testimony that he thought that islands floated on water. He was afraid that Guam would capsize if there were too many people on it. Oh yeah, Hank Johnson, illustrious representative from Georgia. Um, I actually live in his district. <laughs> Coincidentally. Hmm, maybe I should run against him next election. Nah, uh, that'd be too easy. Plus, I don't want to legitimize a corrupt system. If I did run, it would only be to hold out the seat. I, I'd pull a Donald Trump and not accept anything but one dollar for my work, and I'd just give that dollar to charity. And I would always vote no on every bill or amendment. And every time somebody would try to tempt me with some sort of deal, I would go to the press with it or announce it on air myself and further expose the corruption in government. And I will always do my best to expose the corruption in government. So after the resume, the background check, the polygraph, and the intelligence test, then comes the election, which will be decided by simple majority. But wait! That's not all! Along with this election, you also get unanimously appointed by all seated judges of the self-protectorate. And the appointment has to be unanimous, by the way. Even if one judge decides that they don't think the candidate is fit for office, then the candidate doesn't make it. They get disqualified. And the selection process starts over until a candidate is selected and takes office. The genius behind the selection system is that even if no one voted in an attempt to gum up the system, uh, the seated judges would still be able to appoint the candidate of their selection. Now you might be thinking here that uh, if the judges can do that, then why does it even matter if there is a vote? The vote does matter because the judges need to go along with the will of the people because a self-protectorate also has something else built into it that's different than a government. It has an easy recall system. An easy recall system. Governments do have recall systems available. They're usually tenuous and it's difficult to recall, say, out-of-control governors like Governor Whitmer in Michigan or Gavin Newsom in uh, California. If the seated judges don't agree on a candidate, the people have the option to vote out the judges. It would take a 75% majority of the popular vote, but it could be accomplished in short order. So the judges are compelled to judge by the will of the people, but not in all circumstances. Now that's fair. With a combination of single-term limits, easy recall, and a robust selection system, corruption is pretty easy to sift out of the state systems. By the way, uh, to learn more about this, you should definitely download and read the book self-protectorate blueprint for a better world. Again, that's self-protectorate blueprint for a better world. 
Right now, you can still get a copy of the book for free as a PDF if you go to BeTheBurb.com. It's the Red Pill Expo special in honor and commemoration of the Red Pill Expo. That was earlier this month. And the special is only going on for the next few days. So hurry and download the book for free while you can. I know the author, and he is allowing you to take advantage of this for only the next few days. By Monday, if you want it, you will have to purchase it. I think you can find it on Amazon at the moment. And while you're at BeTheBurb.com, please check out our videos and news section. The website is just in its infancy, and honestly, we can use the traffic. I want to spread the idea of self-protectorate far and wide. I want places like the up-and-coming state of Jefferson to adopt a self-protectorate instead of a government. I just want the message and idea of self-protectorate to spread everywhere. It truly is the next evolution of the nation-state, and it is one that needs to happen in order to shut corruption out of the state. The globalist cabals don't want you to hear this idea. They don't want you to know about it. It would not just disrupt their systems and their plans, but it would totally stop them in their tracks. Government allows the international banking cartel and the globalist elitist systems to continue to roll forward. Only a self-protectorate can stop their systems and keep them at bay from eviscerating the liberties of the people. That's why I get upset when I hear patriotic Americans say things like, We need to get back to the Constitution. Or, we should vote out the corrupt politicians. It, it's also the reason I fear for the up-and-coming state of Jefferson. Look, look, okay, if anyone in the Jefferson area, you know, the 23 counties between Northern California and Southern Oregon, if any of you are listening, please hear me out. If you replace one government with another, you will eventually get more of the same, more corrupt government. It's the fact that the laws can change that conceives and breeds corruption within the state, within government. Self-protectorate is different in that the laws are never allowed to change. Unlike government, there is no institutionalized corruption within a self-protectorate. This idea, this crazy idea that we should just replace one corrupt government with another government that will eventually become just as corrupt is not a good idea. People want solid, unchangeable law that is based on natural law. You will never be able to have that in a government for very long. If you're going to start with a new state, please start out on the right foot by instituting a self-protectorate instead. You know, someone the other day commented to me that he saw no difference between a constitutional republic and a self-protectorate. My reply was that he was right. A self-protectorate is a constitutional republic. But he was framing the conversation as if government is the only authority of the state. It's not. There is an alternative to government, and it is self-protectorate. In fact, I told him that not only is a self-protectorate a constitutional republic, but it is the only way that we can keep a constitutional republic. If the law is allowed to change, then you will eventually lose your republic, just like what happened in the U.S. a long time ago. Benjamin Franklin said it. You have a republic, ma'am, if you can keep it. Well, you only keep it if the law stays the same. We are under an oligarchy, not a republic, and we have been for quite some time under an oligarchy in the United States. So what I told him was that we need a state system where the laws are not allowed to change, where the law is actually held inviolate and above all, and you can only get that with a self-protectorate. Never with a government, not for very long anyway, a few years maybe, and then it's all downhill from there. So, no, we don't need to get back to the Constitution as it is. We need to repair or replace the Constitution in order to effect a self-protectorate so that we can shut corruption out of our state systems. 
Well, that's all the time I have today. Please be sure to check out BeTheBurb.com and get the book for free while you can. Self-Protectorate, Blueprint for a Better World. Next episode will be on Monday, so please tune in. Until next time, promote righteous change.